One, two, one, two. Uh, yeah. So it go like, look. Man, you could have been a rapper. That was a, <laughs> that that was was a, little, it was convincing. That was right little intro, I thought right? you had the phones out too, so I thought you was going to get a <laughs> Blackberry moment. Memo. Yo, I thought you had some bars. You going inside the episode. Drake Funk Flex. You can get Mike to drop some bombs. Another bomb! Yeah. That would have been a moment. Fire. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? The bombs? Right. <laughs> Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> How's everybody feeling today? I was just really thinking about like if Flex had a baby, it'd be a baby bomb. That's what it would sound like. It would sound like it that. It would sound like that. A little baby farts. Like <laughs> I could see like Hot 97, the, the baby station with all the clean rap music. <laughs> all the uh, Hot 97 Kids Bop. The Kids Bop edition. I can't but, believe no one's done that yet. I'm upset it's not real. It's not a real thing. We needed that. The streets needed that. Yeah, man. For all the toddlers out there. Ebro, man, tell the people what's going on, man. The children. Do it for the children. Do it for the kids, bro. Listen to the children. Listen to the children. Like, when we say children, we don't mean like 16 year olds. Nah. Eight year olds. Right. Listen to them. They get neglected, they don't get looked out for. You know, that should be a demographic. That that, that 7 to 11, 12. They need something. There's something there. Yeah. Like, you get a seven-year-old happy or, or a seven-year-old to stay occupied. Like, I think the parents will invest in that. Thank Anything to keep, like, a small child busy and just, like, singing in a corner somewhere and not, like, putting their finger in an electric socket. I think the parents will sign up for that. I mean, if kids will watch other kids unpack YouTube toys. Then you can definitely. You can yeah, definitely yeah, sell yeah, a radio sure. station with kids about music. For sure. All right. We got to clear that off, Mike, because I'm trying to get this ready. <laughs> that could don't, be, don't that be could stealing be my ideas. Right. Away on this here podcast giving out gems. Hi guys. What's going on? What are we talking about today? We're talking about the recession. The recession? Just that word takes me back to a time where I couldn't get a job. Same. Did you have a job, Ja? No. <laughs> wow. wow. We were all unemployed. I have a job 10 years. No, yeah. Okay. Well, the reason why we're talking about it is because Jeezy's album is about to turn 10 years old, which means that we're older, we're supposedly wiser, but then also- Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a very fast 10 years. It, it really was. Right. What happened? First of all. Well, we all got employed. That's a good thing. That was a good thing. That's yeah, a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all employed now. So I could say 10 years later, I think that's a got one a job. Thing that's- <laughs> we definitely don't have a we well we definitely don't have a black president anymore. we don't have a black president anymore. Wow. that's true that's true but around this time we did yeah he was wow did you ever think that like the biggest song about barack obama would come from young jeezy like when you think about the fact you have a, a first black president in the white house and everything that's going to mean historically and like when you think about that time you can't really eliminate young Jeezy from Barack Obama? You cannot. The more I think about it, when you first see his name, Barack, when the campaign had started, I don't think anyone thought, man, him and Jeezy. Yeah, at the like, end that's of this, the natural right. Not nobody a- considered Jeezy would be the voice of the campaign. Yeah, not like Harry Belafonte, not like, I don't know, Maxwell or... 
Malcolm. Or Mal, yeah, like no, it's Jay Jenkins. Yeah, let's contextualize this a little bit because this is all stuff that I learned in retrospect. Um, we have to remember the snowman t-shirts. I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Do you guys remember when those t-shirts were out? Yeah. I remember kids not being able to wear them to school after a certain point. Like after some schools figured out like the snowman. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess principals and teachers listen to rap music too. So I guess at some point they figured out. Sure. But I remember snowman t-shirts going crazy in the street. Like whether they were the quote unquote real ones or the oh, there ones. There were some bootleg ones. Yeah, too, that homie right? was selling at like the Texaco. Like I there were snowman t shirts going around. I still want one. Yeah, like, I, do I really want to go to eBay and find me one. They can't ban a snowman shirt. None of you go on eBay right now after this because you don't need to get one first. Right, I need right? to and get one first, right? You cannot please. pay $250. I refuse. For that shit. Yeah, and, you, and don't, I, I, truthfully, I want to say the Urban Outfitters. No. 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 no, 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 no. And I don't no. want to, no, I don't no, want to, no, no, I can't no. buy a snowman t-shirt from Urban Outfitters. Like, I have to find some other place where there's a snowman t-shirt. I can't. That, that says you, everything about the last 10 years. Right no, I think if you go on Urban Outfitters right now and, like, type in snowman t-shirt, I'm pretty sure you'll find I, a snowman t-shirt. I, right. I, I pray that's right. wrong. I pray you this dreamt that or it was a nightmare. I really hope that Urban Outfitters did not flip that angry snowman face. I'm just telling you what I'm, I'm. I'm willing to bet $10 on it. Now, I don't have much more confidence. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm willing to bet $10. But I think I've seen on the website. And I feel like, I think it's like, uh, I believe the the shirt is like pumpkin spice cotton or something like that. Like, it smells like a latte. I don't know if that's true or not. That part might be a lie. That part might be a lie. But... I'm the it's truth is, mocha. yeah, it's pepper, yeah, it might, yeah, it might smell like peppermint mocha or they, like, they gentrified the snowman. Oh, for sure. Oh God. Yeah. yeah sure. Now I was in high school at the time, so I remember kids coming to school, and by first period, you were either your shirt was either inside out or they made you wear one of those ugly school shirts because they took mm. it from you. It was it was not a game. They would see you like if you could if you could sneak in before like homeroom and get in by first or second period, your shirt was gone. Like you did not Damn. the shirts did not last. They did they weren't playing. Like I know it's cool to look back in retrospect, but oh they tried to ban a t shirt. No, they did. Oh yeah. It was a big did. deal. That's how, you know, Jeezy at the time wasn't like the super superstar, but he really did have like the streets. He really had tapped into like the pulse of the youth where he was just cool. So mm-hmm. those t shirts was everything. But you cannot wear it to school. You tried. People tried. That's why I could. I, did, I didn't have one because it was like there's no point. Yeah. Like where was I gonna take the shirt? It's just interesting because like the snowman wasn't like holding a machine gun or like yeah. a bloody scalp or like anything crazy. Like it was just, you know, a, a menacing looking snowman. Like okay, yeah, you know they're talking about. Coke. But like if I had, if a kid had worn a Wu Tang shirt, it wouldn't have been a problem. Nah. If a kid had worn an Outkast shirt or had worn a, you know, any other rapper shirt, as long as there's nothing crazy on it, it wouldn't have been a thing. Like, what was it do you think about the snowman and Jeezy that just made that particular thing hot? The association. Someone, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was like a parent-teacher conference. Someone came out was like, cocaine. You know, like that shirt is associated with selling drugs. And, you know, of course, teachers being so oblivious, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what that means? I thought Frosty was just upset. But no. He would be. So 
Because at first I thought it was just a Atlanta thing, but it was actually like a worldwide ban. It was. It was a worldwide ban. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like someone was on CNN. You know, you could probably find a clip. I'm pretty of sure, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I bet if this, I really want to know how it traveled because it was so huge as far as the reaction to the shirt. And again, like, there's no machine guns. There's no nothing indicates. There's no bricks. There's no yeah. Middle fingers. Only Just thing two is really strong brows. Strong brows. Right. Strong That's brows it. on a black shirt. Yep. You I'm know. trying to think. Has there been any other? Rapper movement to be banned like that, like, Since then? like yeah. a fashion movement, or like a, yeah, a fashion movement, yeah. or anything of that nature. Where a rapper, I mean, yeah, we know like the problems with certain rappers that have had like domestic violence, right? But I mean, just as far as your art is not suitable for this place, like, I can't, I guess, it was Tyler when Tyler got banned from New Zealand, true. That was, I think, that was like the last time. It we wasn't had like his, it wasn't like in schools. It like was, people yeah, yeah, yeah. T-shirts but it, it was like, it was a country. Like well, just it was a country. <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it was a, New, <laughs> thanks y'all for the correction. <laughs> New Zealand, technically, New Zealand is a country. That's right. correct. It's not a school though. It's not a school. But just stateside though, like I haven't, I can't think of anything since then that has been that controversial where you can't wear that here. Like schools wow. haven't banned Yeezys. <laughs> or, right. or like uh, good point. any type of like when Kanye does like Confederate flag jacket. You want to walk into school with Confederate flag jacket? You can. Well, feel first free of all, that shit that. was a million dollars. So let's not go pretend well, that okay, like that. everybody was going around wearing Confederate jackets well, because it, Ye- Kanye was right, making them. Right. But yeah, certainly, I don't think anybody can you know say that because those T-shirts were really just like the tip of the iceberg, pun intended. Yeah. Oh, this, like, look at you. Lyra. On top okay. of his growing reputation because, you know, at the time he was still associating with BMF, you know, mm-hmm. like his and Gucci's beef turned extremely violent very quickly. Um, and so, like, you don't exactly have a poster child for, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe Obama or political or, you know, progress, whatever. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. But I guess right. Jeezy wasn't the poster child for change. Like there we Obama go. was. There we go. Because Obama was pushing change. And then you here comes young Jeezy talking about having a black president. Yeah. And it's almost like, well, this is the guy with the snowman. Or this was the guy mm-hmm. that had put the hit on the other rapper. You know, all of these things. BMF. Mm-hmm. You know. Jeezy, he's, he hasn't been arrested since rapping, right? Um, There was an incident with... Uh, the tour uh, bus? Yeah, and yeah. Wiz Khalifa, but that was years yeah, that was, ago. Yeah, that, okay. was, that was a couple years ago. I think they the cops have found some guns or something on a bus. And, and they tried okay. to pin it on Jeezy. Yeah, they tried to say it was Jeezy. Yeah. Before yeah. then, nothing. Yeah, he hasn't had... I don't think he's had any real major trouble. You know, but I think I guess to a certain point, I mean, I think that, you know, from Jeezy's mouth, he would probably tell you that he's selling hope the same way Obama was selling hope. Sure. Right. You know, I, I, it seems to be he takes a lot of pride in who he's talking to, people who are in the street, people who, you know, live in hoods and, you know, that can relate to that kind of lifestyle. I think he takes pride in that. So I guess it's not maybe in that case, it's not totally surprising, but. But when you guys saw the My President is Black video and saw that John Lewis was among the people holding signs for like Asada Shakur and like DJ Screw and like Barack Obama in front of the King Center, did you guys buy it? 
because I gotta tell you, like I didn't see the video when it came out. I only saw it in retrospect once I moved to Atlanta. It was like in 2010. Um, it was still wild to me, even though two years had like passed since the election, and even though we were still very much in the thick of like an Obama administration. I was just like, what? <laughs> How did this happen? How did this video happen? Buy it in the sense of was it a genuine expression or buy it in the sense of. I feel like when I read about the video in retrospect, people are like, Jeezy? They didn't necessarily pin him as like a model citizen. Mm-hmm. I think if Naza did it, nobody would have thought twice. Oh, like, of course. duh. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Well, I guess there's something to be said about this. TM 102 was prior to the, it was 101 and 102 yep. and in the recession, right? Yes, sir. So I would say at that point, maybe he just felt like I have to make a pivot in some kind of way. Like at this point, he's had Trapper Die mixtapes. The first album was, you know, already a classic for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. people were all on board 102 probably didn't go over as well as 101 did but there was still some joints on there but maybe he just felt like this is a time when i need to like stand for something or figure out a way to be a little bit more evolved mm-hmm. so that i don't end up like 50 cent where i can only do like one mm. thing and after that one thing is over then it's like i don't have any other weapons to go to i don't have any other plan of attack other uh-huh. than just you know push your t talks dope and people want push your t to talk dope and i would like gz talking about dope but i think him taking this album and using that to kind of build more of his legacy was probably a good look for him because i don't know who knows how long he would have will we even still be hearing the Jeezy music that we heard over the past two years if this album didn't come out the if way it did? If he didn't did? make that pivot? Yeah, if he didn't make some kind of pivot, like, will we have been giving up on Jeezy? Mm, that's an interesting point. You have to pivot at some point in time. We've seen T.I. pivot. We've seen pretty much almost every street artist. Like, even in his own way, Push has pivoted toward being more of a a documentary for sure. Versus then, like, you know, like, reliving these experiences and, and, and rap. But with Jeezy, what I like about the recession is you can tell he was trying to speak to the streets about what was happening in America. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's, that's who his target audience was. The target audience didn't change, but the verbiage changed. The ideas kind of changed. He shifted in a way where it was a worldview versus just, like, the block. Mm-hmm. I think TM 101 is like, it's a block album. Super it's really block for the corner. But now it's like, I'm trying to show the corner boys the world. What's happening out there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it wasn't like a complete pivot, but it was like a, a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right from the very intro. Can y'all describe like what's going on in that intro, which is produced by DJ Toom? I had no idea. That's, That's so wild. I didn't know that either. Is it, so is that the first Toom? In Jeezy record? That's a good question. I don't recall Toon being on Team 101 or 102. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Toon made 101, and I can't think of any records that they might have done on 102. Yeah. But in any case, you're hearing, like, news reports, like, kind of coming in and out, um, kind of opening us up to the idea that there's a larger 
global problem looming up ahead. And then, you know, the last report is basically like what the recession is near or something like that. It's mm. like setting up the stakes like super early. Uh, I like how they call it. There's a news clip that says the R word. You know, no one's calling the R word anymore. And I was like, that's how bad it was <laughs> at one point in time. No one wanted to believe it was true. Yeah, that it was so unbelievable. There was like, it's not a real thing. Man, must have been nice. I graduated of the recession. I would have loved to hear it referred to as the as R, R word. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's the I guess that in itself is a commentary on like how sweet it was before that point, right? For it to be so traumatic to even say the word that yeah. it was everything was going so smoothly that no one wants to jinx it and they're like denying that it's even happening. And it's right. like, no, no, it's happening to, yeah. every, to everybody and all of us. We're all gonna Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is really crazy because if you really think about it, hip hop in particular felt emboldened to speak up because the previous administration was George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. What happened during George W. Bush's watch? Hurricane Katrina happened. Yeah. The travesty that was Hurricane Katrina happened. Kanye said George Bush doesn't care about black people. And meanwhile, you have the audacity to call this the R word. Like, what do you think is like happening as George Bush is like trying to figure out his second career as a painter? (laughs) He's about to go on Ellen. Wait, is he really? He's been on Ellen. Uh, I don't want to see it. Whatever. But (laughs) that was a good point. And also like how the intro just kind of comes in with Jeezy. You can tell he, he sounds to me like it's raw, it's edgy, it's very like precise it gives you this this energy that this is going to be like a, a heavier album. Mm-hmm. You know, I think TM102 wasn't as heavy. It was almost like celebratory. You know, yeah. he he had kind of solidified himself as a rapper. He had commercial success. So now, you know, let's have a let's have an album kind of like reflecting on that. And Recession's more of GZ coming into his own like I am a rapper. Like I'm a rapper now. Like I'm I'm pretty famous for this thing. And I'm also living in America that's dealing with a recession. You know, people are, are hurting out here. It's a it's a crazy world. He's taking all of these things and kinda like building a world for people to kinda like enter and not only see themselves but see him and where he was at the time. One of the he he definitely became more of an artist. You can tell he yeah. kind of dug down a little bit more to like flesh out concepts. But he still kept a lot of like who he is on the record. Cause like even after you come out of the intro, like Welcome Back by the way, mm. I feel like those are like prototypical that's Jeezy records. Like these are what this is yeah. the records that we want back out of to you know, back bangers. Yeah, it's just bangers. Yeah. Like we're just gonna give you that. And then you get the crazy world and it's like he there was like some candy and then like I dropped like a little <laughs> medicine in there and now you have, you know, crazy world. Which is probably my top, I would say that's probably my top three favorite songs on this album. I think so too. Like, is that the one he talks about his uh his granny's nerve pills? Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that line always gets me like, yeah. like, imagine how my nerves feel. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel the stress, sir. Crazy World, uh, Crazy World, Circulate, and probably Wordplay. 
Probably <laughs> like, you like that, Mike? Mike, why, why, <laughs> sugar, why circulate your face? The sample. The sample, yeah. Shout out to Don Cannon. Like, that's an ill sample. That is such an ill sample. Circulate might be a top five Jeezy record. Oh, for sure. It might be a top five Jeezy record. I don't. I wouldn't know how I would want to rank them right now. But when that song, no. when that record comes on, you just feel it. Yeah, it hits you different. To me, for Don Cannon to have done "Go Crazy," yeah, and like that was like for TM 101. That was the ill sample on mm-hmm. on a loop on that album for him to come back and do "Circulate" and an advanced level with probably an even better loop. Right. And like that. Yeah. And those drums. Like yeah, it had the the wild drums on there. Uh, not just in my mind, I just wanted Hove to jump on a remix. Like I, yeah, I know he, he did was, my yeah, presence, but like he was supposed to, he was supposed to give us that sequel. Yeah, some he, type he of really was supposed to be something ignorant that we'll never just probably do in our life, but it's fun to listen to. If, if I ever meet him, that's my only thing I want to ask. Like, how did you not do that? Cause I know you was, heard it. Right, you had, you had to hear it. <laughs> you played it in your house. Did you? You never recorded anything to that beat. Like, come you on, like President Def Jam. Right. <laughs> come <laughs> on, like how did <laughs> you didn't pull him aside and say, hey, "That one." Uh, I need a. I need a sixteen. <laughs> I need a sixteen. You to make some space. Yeah. Right. Make a little space. So, I hope you come with documents on hand. I like, will listen. I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this hip hop nerd shit. Yeah. Like that's what we need in our life. Even, I don't care that this record is ten years old. Just yes. go back and do the remix right now. Right now, do it right now. <laughs> like, Nothing. Right. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, finish on the run tour, and then get run back away in. from that fan. First of all, yeah, in get Atlanta. away, from, get away. <laughs> Yo, why does the crazy shit always happen in Atlanta? Man, we can never not be interesting. Never not. Like this, Jesus. It, like they, the the fan tried to jump up on Kanye's platform. At St. Pablo. Oh my God, you're right. In Atlanta. Wow, why are we always. The guy jumps on stage and chases Jay Z on stage. What's wrong with us? Like, why can't we just go to a place and have a nice time? We behave ourselves? Yo. (laughs) Just stay off stage. Just just stay off stage. Like, there's a lot of things you can do to fuck it up for yourself. Right. Stay off the stage. Like, that can be a quick, easy thing that you do that doesn't cause any trouble. I know this was a quick segue, but he really did just walk on the stage. Just literally like hopped up and hopped up. And like, and what do you think he was going to do? Hey, Jay, you dropped your earbud. Come back. <laughs> like, come on. Who does that? What was his goal? What were know. you trying to do? Shout out to the background dancers they have who went elite four yeah. and just piled on top of them. Oh, my God. Um, that's protecting your boss. I've, sure. I've never really had a boss that I was going to like pit myself in harm's way for. But for Jay-Z and Beyonce, yeah, I think I might... Yeah. Just one guy. Just one guy, right? Like, now, no, machine no, guns. No gun, right. Something crazy to them. For the one yeah, soul guy. One guy. He didn't look that big yeah, from on camera. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, ah. yeah. No, we'll take care of this. Did you All just right. say that you don't have a boss that you would do that for? No, no, I haven't had. Well, I, Z and them is different. Okay. But before, like, <laughs> like, like at Olive Garden at the gas station, no. No. Someone would have came I was going to say, yeah. that's no. a byproduct of the recession. The right. lack of job because yeah. people keep trying to drop yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Nah, 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 nah. Not taking a bullet for shift manager Matthew. No, <laughs> but I but I but I got you, Z Z. If anyone ever try to come get you, I got you. I got you. 
You're going to hear this and be like, wow, yo, wow, really? really? Are you sure you want this to be on audio, after, Mac? After four years, just nothing, nothing. I thought we were better than right. this, bro. Like, so he said you wanted them, you you wanted them A-track emojis with just the sad, <laughs> just the, the angry A-track emoji face. Right. Oh, wow. We should make you angry emoji face t-shirts in the spirit of Please. Like, recession style. Actually, I should just take a snapshot of that tweet. And just put it on a shirt. Oh my god! That's what. Well, actually, you could just take the angry emoji and make a snowman. Like you could have yeah. like two of them, and it could be a snowman. Like you got it. Got to debut crazy. it. Yes. That's crazy. It's fine. Can't ban the journalist. Let's can't, do it. Can't ban, <laughs> can't ban the journalist. Wow, Let's do that. So terrible. Wow. Exactly. Can't but. ban the emoji man. Oh my god. The tracks are just called 1099 and W9. W2. Yeah. W2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I god! Like oh my god! I'm so I like this it. is the I'm greatest so idea we've ever had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all remember from the recession dropping in Atlanta in particular? What was the energy and the vibe? I remember Pit On when it dropped as a single. Man, Greg Street played it for like two hours. I didn't even know Kanye had a verse for the first forty minutes. What? He just never ran Kanye. Like, he just stopped. <laughs> you know, Jesus got two verses, right? And he would just loop it back to the beginning. And then there's a part where you hear uh, Kanye coming in with the auto-tune. And I was like, is this a remix? Like, I wasn't even sh- Like, he had played the first half of the record so many times. Oh he's talking over it. And he's super excited. And then he played Kanye's part for, like, 20 minutes. Because, obviously, he felt like he had to even it out. Right. And plus, it's an amazing Ye verse. This is a yeah. great, great yeah. Kanye verse. But just to have that Jeezy loop that many times and to kind of feel his excitement and to know, you know, this is going throughout the whole city. Everyone's hearing this. I was like, Jeezy's coming with this mm-hmm. album. Like, it felt, it felt really good. Wow. That single kind of like signified the, not like the coming of the recession. What about you, Ja? Well, I, I second that emotion that, that put on definitely did something in the city like in the club it was one of those records that i feel like it might be one of on top of the, the like the epic kanye verse it's like a karaoke song like right top to bottom. wait what clubs like, were you so, going to where in were you 2008 i would have been in visions no not visions i think visions might have been closed by then that was probably earlier probably like the 2004 2005 well oh compound Mm. Kind of 2008. Uh, oh, Mansion Line for sure. Ah. Um Okay, so the staples. Yeah, yeah the staples. Uh, Club SO. Like the stuff that where you play with the clubs where you can play a Jeezy record and it's not people in suits acting stuffy because there's like an open <laughs> bar that they just showed up in like a tie that don't want to like act ignorant to a young Jeezy song. Right, like, right, the, right. Where okay. the fun was at. Right, <laughs> exactly. The, what the, are you out for? for? Right, yeah. If you didn't come Go to, to act the fool, yeah. If right. you didn't come to act the fool to this young Jeezy record, like, what are you talking about? Oh my what god, you doing with your life? Um, but it was an interesting time in the city because, like, BMF was still like a real thing. Was the billboard still up? The billboard was still up. Okay. The mm. billboard, the billboard right behind Jermaine Dupri's <laughs> So So Death billboard <laughs> that had been there forever. They just took up this space. So it was still like an interesting time for them. Like the culture of Atlanta was just different at that time. Like people that went out or that went to strip clubs and that were in the street at that time, like everybody who was kicking it at that time would probably tell you the same story of 
them being somewhere one night and BMF comes in and the whole night is different now. And there's money and the whole energy is different and everybody is, they want to hear Young Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Like, you could really have a club night and play just all Young Jeezy songs and it would have been okay. Like, no one would have been looking around for like, when are you going to play that? <laughs> You know, there's no, you don't have no. You got that Jim Jones. You got the, yeah, no. Nah, I think nah, Ballin nah. was out at the time. Yeah, yeah You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, no. Nah. That's Ron Browns. Yeah, wow. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any of those records. Fat Joe was making it rain at the time. Like, just Jeezy. Just Jeezy. Just like, Jeezy. Just give me all the Jeezy records you can possibly play, and like, you'll make this a real good night. That's why. So, so what I was saying was like, by the time you get to my president is black toward the end of this album, you feel this palpable sense of relief because honestly, in that moment and listening to the album, just as when I saw Obama on inauguration day, I honestly thought our problems were over. I thought, mm. okay, well maybe I graduated during a tough time, but this shit will be fine. And in right. the meantime, these producers, the DJ Toom, the Shorty Red, the uh, the others who I don't recognize, like they're gonna they're gonna carry me through. It's interesting. I feel like he did well. I guess I feel like J Rock did what Jeezy did with this album, when like putting Win last, and then putting My President last. Like you don't often get the biggest song off the album or some one of the most impactful songs off the album being the last track but it is an interesting point that i didn't really think about until you just said that that you kind of go through this long ass trip of some like vintage jeezy stylings and then some evolved jeezy stylings and then you know a lot of it is you know struggle and like trying to get through this time and you end it on a what would be considered a high note and it's like everything mm-hmm. is going to be good we have yeah. My president is black, and in addition to that, my Lambo is blue. Right. I always love the contrast because right. that's 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 Jeezy for you. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just gonna talk about the president. He's gonna tell you about his Lambo. <laughs> yeah, his Lambo. It's really because <laughs> it's like in my mind they're equally as important. They're equally the as blue, important. Yes, my Lambo sure yeah. is. Oh my god. I never thought about it like that. But if TM, if if the recession was a movie, then my president's black is. The, the final scene for sure that yeah. makes you feel like oh everything's okay it, it, it you know out. that was a happy ending mm-hmm. you know rough movie happy ending right and in some weird way Obama signified like hopefully like a change in America a better time is coming there was more hope there now that I think about it I wasn't a college student at the time but coming off of the Bush administration and seeing the excitement around Obama, you know, yeah. seeing my, my grandmother talk about Obama, seeing how my mother talks about Obama, and just, like, people in general seem so, despite how bad everything was at the time, you know, seeing the gas prices rise and starting to see people, like, having rougher times when it comes to money, Obama was a symbol that things were going to get better. Mm-hmm. And Jeezy kind of captured that spirit, not only with the single, but having it placed on the album. That's pretty like it's a pretty rough album. Even when he talks about going on vacation, it's stressful. 
Yeah, stressful. It, it, it wasn't like when you see the title vacation, you might think to yourself like, "Oh, this is going to be breezy." I'm on vacation. It's not like no, I'm not on vacation. Yeah. I need, need a, a vacation. vacation. Like I'm fucked up right now, <laughs> and I need to just be anywhere in the world. But here, but, but right, right here, here. <laughs> the music that I'm listening to when I feel like I'm in that mood is not happy music. I feel like oh my god, yeah. This is the best genius annotation I could ask for. That's, that, that's how, like that's what he gave us. Like that's really, Co-side. that's really what it did. I think yeah. That did I say vacation when I named my top three songs? No, I don't no? think so. This, you said wordplay. Of, you said wordplay. Word yeah, yeah. there's a lot of songs on here. I yeah. feel like the album is a little long. Like it's 18 songs and like 20 at the bonus. But I feel like there are. At least 14, 12 to 14, like, great, great songs on this album. I mean, 14 out of 18 is like, what more are you going to ask for? It makes it a classic, right? Wait. The C word. Yeah. The C word. Hold on, wait, wait. Are you saying that the length makes it a classic or based no, no, on no, how no. many I mean, records no, I mean, are great? Or how many great records? Well, how many great records you got out of this and then uh, what the this. album means for Jeezy? Like, can this... Obviously, it's one of his best albums. I mean, between this, you're and saying that's a winning batting average. Yeah, yeah, for like yeah, that sounds that sounds like a that sounds like an album that you'll go back to and will probably hold up over a period of time. Yes, and ten, year, and ten years later, I feel like those fourteen out of eighteen that I mentioned still give me everything I need. Yeah. I, I'll still say I think the entire thing is is an album you wouldn't hear front to back. I can't really point out a weak point up where uh, uh, a solid skip. Like this is a record I'm skipping in the last ten years. Like I let the whole entire thing run. I also think like the context of the album and how it holds up is why it should be considered the classic. If you if your child come to you and be like, "What was life like before Obama?" I'll play this album. Yeah, I'll, this would be like my go to. Like if you want to kind of understand the energy that was happening, not just like in hip-hop but like a world energy we got this recession coming up we are transitioning into a period where we might have a black president this wasn't even certain first right, right. it's not like the record Jeez, came out yeah he wrote, yeah, song he before. wrote it before like, right it very ambitious like, exactly he saw the future the recession also came out before the, before uh, the actual collapse right in, uh, september and october there's a certain clairvoyance to this, right. this whole thing that he like was, he was very aware of the times and how how we were moving, and I think that what gives it a timely and a timeless feel. And I don't want to take that from you, like, but that was something that you brought to my attention is how you can be timeless and timely at the same time. That's a very rare middle. You you got to be classic. You got to be considered a classic album when you hit those two points. Yeah, I feel like it, it checks off like the the marks that you kind of have to have if you want to for whatever that is for you personally. I don't see how you listen to this album and it doesn't check off all the boxes. Like, we'll just take it to Fun Master Flex and by that, we'll shake oh, him down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. listen. He'll, he'll find, yeah, 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 yeah. Flex will find a way to be aggy about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But even the rapping on here, like, this is probably the best he's ever rapped. I I want to say I agree. I agree. Like, I mean, he's had, he's probably, what, seven albums in now? Yeah. 
he's he's gotten better. He's improved. Yeah, he's definitely improved. He's like, improved tremendously. Yeah, from from patty cake, patty cake. <laughs> oh he's, my like, God. he's not really on that. He's like, one for emphasis. That's right. all. He is definitely one for emphasis. He Underlining all the words. Fair enough. You know what's interesting too about Jeezy in in contrast to like a Waka Flocka. I don't remember a time when Jeezy came out and was like, he doesn't have the lyrics. I'm not a good rapper. Right. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to get money. Yeah. Even though he wasn't the best rapper, he yeah. just seemed to kind of carry himself in a way where I I I'm a rapper, like I'm an MC. I do I do this. I make anthems. I got bars. Even when he didn't really have the bars, you know what he does that I just talked about. Now that you said that he had. There's a lot of like Tupac-ish in in mm. in Jeezy. Jeezy but, loves Tupac. But the thing with G, the difference with Jeezy and Tupac is that Jeezy had some finesse. I feel like Jeezy has a certain, I don't even want to say swag, but I feel like he has a certain cadence that lends itself to being cool, to, to sounding cool. Like to yeah. me, Pac didn't sound cool. Pac was just saying some real ass shit to you. And it wasn't meant to be like shrouded in any type of like saccharine or sugar yeah. or any it type is. of like, it was like, this is what it is. Like this is steak tartare. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pac, Pac didn't have no drip. There was no he had, drip. He had no drip. <laughs> man. Pac had no. It was, it was, no, it was very no, strong. Yeah. Right? Pac Billy's about to rise from the ashes. I like, know. I'll show you, I'll show you my drip. <laughs> I don't want to see Tupac. A lot, a lot of things would push Pac. Pac had the voice. He had a perfect voice. Yeah, perfect. He voice. knew how to use the instrument as a, as a tool. Mm-hmm. He knew how to fit in certain pockets, but he just didn't have finesse. Jeezy, like he, no one talks about Pac at lip. Yeah, you know. what I'm saying like that, that's not like, a part. What's your of what's your favorite legacy, Tupac like, ad lib? Yeah, that's I, just, I feel like know. we're doing that thing where we're comparing like Beethoven to Zaytoven. It's, it's, <laughs> 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 like never worked with Gucci. <laughs> right, right, yeah, it's over. Just, it's, we don't want to hear about that. Like, and I really think that's fit. a fair point. You should bring that up. Beethoven never worked Gucci. Not a day in his life at all. How you call yourself <laughs> any type of icon or legend, and you didn't do no record with Gucci? Like, Classical. What is this conversation we even having? Who are you? Right. Wow, yes. But Jeezy has finesse, though. He had a certain level of cool. He found. Exactly. He had pockets. He had funny shit to say. He had, you know what I mean? Like, that carried him a long way. It carried him a long way. Because it's easy to be a trap rapper and, and talk about dope and not have any personality or not, you know, and, and not be, like, a character. I always believed in characters. Like, not yeah. necessarily being, like, a fake version of yourself, but like the greatest artists of all time to me are all characters, like Pac included. Like Pac is a character. Red Man is a character. Like when you have, the, I feel like the, yeah. that when you have that yeah. kind of, when you feel that kind of role or you have that kind of uh, personality, that kind of energy that you put out, like you're destined to probably go a long way. In, in his own way, Jeezy's character was the self-help hustler. He wanted yeah. you, he wants to uplift you to get it Cause he went and got it. You know, mm. Jeezy's attitude is, if I could do it, you can do it. Oh you know, there's God. there's no difference between us. Tony Robbins with dope. He was better Uncle Sam than Uncle Sam was. How Listen. about it? And Jeezy don't want half. Can you please write Jeezy's Twitter bio? Because <laughs> if I clicked it and it said Tony Robbins with dope, with dope. I would buy everything. <laughs> everything everything. You have right now, sir. Back it all up. But yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. When you put on certain records, I think you told us this yesterday that when you're sending invoices, you play oh, Jeezy. All the time. Invoices, 1099s, contracts, NEW2, 
I'm going to be putting on Jeezy. It's either TM101 or the recession. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get it. That was a mic drop right there. It's it's not, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, came, that came out very naturally. Right, no, nah, that was a bar. That, that was, yeah, it was a right. bar. Like, yeah, that, it yeah, landed we, like a bar. We like, might have to do this mixtape because it was it was so on point. That was like the end of a radio interview. Like, tell them what you're working on next and what right. you got to do with your people. And it was like 1099, W2, W4, contracts, right. all of that. Let's get it. Like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> like, cool. That's... <laughs> That's what's up. Amazing. That's, I'm down for that. I just need the right producer. There you go. And I always thought the difference between Jeezy and Ross was that Rick Ross made me want to enjoy the luxuries of selling dope. And mm. Jeezy made you want to be in the kitchen. To sell the dope. With the residue yeah. underneath your fingernails. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to be in it. Because it was like he made it seem like that, that the hustle was a part of what got you there. You know, it wasn't just having a blue Lambo, but really getting into the trenches of it and really understanding that I got it for seventeen five. You know, Jesus giving us dope prices. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't just like the luxury, it wasn't the fun. Like Rick Ross made you believe that you can just have a yacht. Right. You know, like right now you can Right now you could just have a yacht, mm-hmm. you could have a Maybach and woo, 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 like nah. all aboard the delusion cruise. Exactly. Jeezy like, <laughs> just wanted he wanted you to not only understand like the value of hard work, but to see like how gratifying it, it could actually be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Jeezy yeah. for president. For sure. I'd vote. I'll vote for him. Who else we got? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren and young Jeezy on the same ticket. That would be fantastic. We're not ready. No, we're <laughs> not ready. No, 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 we're not ready. For oh my that. God. It's interesting that you said that about Ross, though, because it's kind of like, you know, there's a, I guess there's a certain nuance. Like, you could look at Jeezy and Ross and be like, oh, they're talking about the same thing. Right. But it's like, mm. nah, but not really, though. Like, yeah, they might be both talking about dope, but like, like you said, Jeezy is giving you the price. He's telling yep. you 17.5, and Ross said, I know Pablo and Noriega. Like I'm not like I'm not talking about the prices or like what he's I can meet you in a Buick. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely gave you his LinkedIn profile like on a hustling. Like no, no, he's no. He's probably no. quoting Tony Robbins and that shit too. Like yeah, it sounds like some Tony Robbins shit. Like bro, right? No, I feel. But you. he, but yeah, yeah, that was like the Ross wants you to have the yacht, have the right. Lambo, and like this. All the extravagance, and then Jeezy's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got these scales and these right baggies, and we won't have any Lambo or any yacht if we don't sell all of this dope in this house that we have." And it goes back to a point I made in a recent episode about trap music then and now is you can look at Jeezy, Gucci, Ti, Ross, and you can see four different versions of what how you could articulate trap music. Mm-hmm. How you can talk about being a dope boy, how you can talk about the the riches and the wealth and also the risk of being in the trap. And they all didn't sound the same. You know, like Cheesy mm-hmm. wasn't piggybacking off dope boys in the trap, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, Ross wasn't talking about his chains the way Gucci was. Everyone kind of had found their spaces. You know, do you, I've never heard Ross talk about chicken talk. Ever. At all, yeah, never. No, but, you no, know no. that was that was Gucci. That's what he That's did. That name. was the way he wanted to frame that world. So when I see everyone talking about running off on the plug or being the bandos, Dracos, I just hate how easy it is to lift the slang and lift the lingo and try to insert it into your into your music with your hi hats and call it trap music. When there was a time where even if it wasn't 
as as realistic or, or based on realism, it always felt authentic because it came from people who had their own stories, that had their own mm-hmm. uh, framing of the same lifestyle, same mm-hmm. lifestyle, different framing from everyone that kind of entered that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do miss it. Aww. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. I feel like the newer incarn- incarnations of that idea are probably guys who, like Kodak Black or like mm-hmm. Lil Baby, or guys like that, where there or even a uh, NBA Young Boy, where there's some level of like authenticity to me to them. Most of the trap guys now are like they're talking about bad relationships and like emo shit about their girlfriend and like that type of thing. But it's still somehow is like trap music. And it's, you know, that's, I guess that just is. What, you okay, what, yo. I guess that just is. You don't is. look okay right now. It's like, I think about Ariana Grande and how, you know, framing her album as she's went trap or I think some headlines talked about, you know, Ariana changes up her sound and, they're talking about, I think Pharrell had made some beats on there. I still haven't heard the album yet. Yeah, I but I keep seeing it tagged together with Trap. And every time I see her, I'm just like, wow. Well, this maybe. is where we are. But she's running around with Nikki. Ah, kind of. Oh, my God. The way you wrinkled your nose just now. <laughs> that's just, ah. Uh. Thank you. She's talking about the delivery in the one track. And she's like, cool. Sure. She's cool. I don't have any issue with Ariana Grande, but just to see how Trap goes pop. And you talk about these rappers talking about their girlfriends and their Xanax and their hard times. It's like, you guys need a whole nother genre. You need a yeah, whole nother space yeah, for yeah, you yeah, guys. You guys probably thing, right? need that's like, really... like let's, let's get emo rap back. Well, I guess that's the other part of it too, right? Like in this argument about trap music and what it is and who started it and this, that, and the third, like when T.I. said trap music, he was talking about music, uh, music about, Trapping, yeah, right. It wasn't necessarily a musical style. Now it's like a musical style, and you can do trap over any type of content. So if you're gonna argue about who is the one who coined what the music was actually supposed to be about, or at least the artists that built it, we're talking about, mm-hmm. like that started with Ti. Sure. And then the other, the rest of the trap music is trap music by like name only. Yeah. And it does. I won't say it gets confusing, but I I wonder when we look back in five years, how we will talk about trap music. Will mm-hmm. will the the Ti version of it, or you know what Ross and Gucci and Jeezy kind of brought up in the South? Will we still be talking about trap like that, or will there be another space for you to to have a conversation about you know? the corner having conversations about the trenches having the conversation and illustrating coming up in certain environments would that even be considered trap in five years just based on what trap is now how is how it kind of gets overshadowed by how big the the sound is or how big this this new genre is is there room for a, a trap like tm 101 like a trap music that's depressing as shit. I know. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just saying, man. It's just it's just funny how things evolve and how you you lose something along the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. I think that my answer to your question is no, because I feel like the artists like the Ti, the Gucci, the Jeezy, the Rick Ross, the street guys, 
I feel like they will be legends, or they are legends. And the story of trap music, you'll have to either tell the whole thing, or maybe at some point some of these guys will come up with another genre or something else to call it. Another but I would, at least, I would hope that I would hope that everything that they did doesn't get washed away behind like Xanax and Percocets and. But yeah. on the other hand, I would argue that the trap house is about as American as apple pie. For sure. In the sense that as long as these racial and income inequalities exist, the trap house narrative is always going to be prevalent in her, prevalent in our history. And that story's never going to go away. Maybe the aesthetics of that sound will shift in the same way that trap signified a shift from what was already happening with eight ball and MJG and with three, six mafia. But as far as like the core storytelling components, sad to say, I don't know, unless there is a dramatic political upheaval and Trump is immediately booted out the white house. I kind of doubt it. I think the stories are going to stay. I feel like that's the one thing I, like take away from listening to rap. Like that's the one thing I'm always struck by when I listen to even a block boy JB or NBA young boy or a little baby. It's like, wow, our problems are the fucking same. You know what I mean? Yeah. From all that time ago or or just from person to person? From generation to generation Yeah, is what I'm talking about. In the same way that trap didn't exist in a bubble either because at the time when Jeezy's coming out, people were pegging him as a gangster rapper because mm. that's what they knew at that time. They didn't know that trap was going to be a thing, but they referenced it to something that was already familiar, something that was already embedded in American history. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I do. No, that's true. Uh, I want you to write Jeezy's campaign speech and somehow worked <laughs> in that the, the trap house is as American as apple pie yeah. because that was... That was a bar. I just he's about to ambush his governor campaign. Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp, and Jay Jenkins. And Jay Jenkins. It, see, it, it rolls right You're off the tongue. Way, like way too easy. Clean. Hey, Mike, can you Photoshop a trap house in front of an American flag? That Please do. The new I, Green Party. I, I want the new the, green oh my. party. <laughs> yes. New white party. New white party. The white party. The white party. The hard white party. I like it. I like We're it. We're ready for politics. Mm-hmm. We are ready to make the pivot. a lot of the world's problems on this podcast. On this podcast. Are there any other thoughts that you guys have? Just vote that? white. Just vote, vote white. Vote, vote white. <laughs> <laughs> because we know at least 53% of you women out there are going to do it. So. No. <laughs> I never wrote. I ain't write this shit, by the way, nigga. Some real shit, right? This is the shit you ever quote. My president is black. My Lambo's blue. And I be goddamn in my rims. Ain't no mama ain't at home. Daddy's still in jail. Trying to 